Hi, this is Alex from iFi, where we help retailers create autonomous shopping experiences with our AI-powered computer vision technology. Using only cameras and advanced machine learning, iFi offers the most flexible platform and works closely with retailers to tailor the shopping experience for their customers. Today's podcast with Japka is a great example of how iFi helped bring Japka's vision to life with the deployment of 25 autonomous stores in only six months. everyone. Today we're kicking off another episode of the Retail Rundown podcast with my guest, Pavo Grabowski. Pavo is the head of Unmanned Solutions at Zapka Polska, which is the largest formatted and centralized chain of convenience stores in Central and Eastern Europe. In his career, he's worked with global clients on the transition to a technology platform-based economy, data-driven strategy development, and an omni-channel approach to customer service, Pavel is also a lecturer at the Warsaw University of Technology. Thank you for joining the show today, Pavel. Super excited to have you on. Thank you, Julia, for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here. Can you give our listeners an overview of Zopka? We are the largest chain of modern convenience stores in Central and Eastern Europe, based in Poland. And we have been growing here in Poland for the last 20 years. And right now we have more than 7,900 stores visited by two and a half million of customers every day. Almost half of the population, 15 million of Poles, lives in less than five-minute walk from the nearest Zabka store. So we are really convenient in the sense. And in our digital environment, we have 8 million users of our Zabka app. So we are the biggest here in Poland when it comes to the convenience. And we're also the largest chain of autonomous shops in Europe. We have just finished opening the 25th store in Poland. So we're growing really rapidly and we very much focus on creating convenient solutions for the customers here in Central Europe. Let's talk about consumer behavior. What shopping habits are you seeing among European consumers? Yeah, definitely. We're going to continue this journey. Right now, we consider those 25th as a first wave which gives us a lot of information about how the customers are perceiving new experience. And let me pause here on what we believe the autonomous experience is. So in our opinion, autonomous experience is when you walk into the store and you walk out without any cashier, without any other interactions beside of picking up the goods and just leaving the store. So all the payments, all the authentication, and all the customer purchase recognition should be happening in the background. So without involving the customers in those boring activities. And this is fully autonomous in, in our perspective. It sounds futuristic, but it's here now. And, and Zabka has those stores. And so with these computer vision, AI-powered stores, what would the shopper journey, as we like to talk about in retail, look like? Basically, when we were designing the customer or shopper journey, we took three main assumptions. So first of all, we need to make it as easy as possible. We need to avoid any interactions within the store if the customer doesn't want them. And the third thing, it should be seamless as possible at the beginning and at the end. We have designed uh, different customer journeys. Right now, we have implemented two. First one is when you just tap your bank card and you add the phone number 
and you can enter the store and later on communication and the bill goes to your smartphone and you can have access for it through the links which you get in the SMSs. Our second journey was designed to accelerate the use in our Zapka application users group. So we added a key into our Zapka application and you can use also our Zapka Pay, which is a wallet building into the application as a payment method. So we have designed those two journeys as a prime journeys, but obviously there will be more coming, especially if we want to merge the traditional store with the fully optimal store. It sounds like the first journey, I am shopping there, I take my bank card, I enter my phone number, and then the receipt will come to me via text message once I exit the store with my basket. And then the second journey, if you're someone who already has the Zapka app on your phone, or maybe you need to download it for the first time, you open that, you can use the built-in wallet in the app, and then you'll see the receipt in the app. Yes, and you have okay. all the customer care as well building in the app. Lovely. So two different journeys. And then the big question I have is, why is Zapka pursuing autonomous store technology? I mean, it's a huge undertaking, but it's also potentially the future. That's a good question, because first of all, like we did some research here in Poland. 82% of Polish consumers, they agree with the statement that I'm always looking for the things uh, and experience which makes my life easier. The funny thing about the COVID, even though we stay longer at homes, we have less time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for us, it's a guiding sign in a sense that all of what we do should save customers time and make their life easier. I can say that when we think about our consumers and we see the changing reality of their lives, especially with the generation changes, they don't want, you know, spend too much time at the store. I remember one of the feedback I got from one of the consumers in autonomous format. She replied in the interview that that's a fantastic story because I don't need to switch my music off and I can do my shopping, listen still to my music. Mm, interesting. Uh, we, and, and you know, switching the music is like five seconds, right? Uh, and we're talking here. So about inconvenient, though. <laughs> uh, really convenient, yes. My observation is that because you asked about Europe and I started with Poland, is that Europe is very different, but there are some trends common to, uh, to the whole, whole continent. Uh, so, first of all, this uh, change in the e commerce adaptation and the big boom for the Q commerce and expectation for, you know, 15 minutes delivery, which we responded. I don't know if you are aware, but last year we launched a service called Yush, which means in Polish now, and uh, now by Zabka, which is Yush by Zabka. And the second thing is that people have a stronger tendency to experiment. I think that, you know, COVID situation has pushed us out of the comfort zone. Instead of, you know, doing the shopping in the old way, I'm trying the new things. I can illustrate it with examples. So my brother was on quarantine because of the COVID. He never tried a 15-minute shopping. So I, I ordered use for him, uh, not even, you know, for me, but using his address, just notifying him that he's going to get the grocery in 15 minutes. And he was like, oh, you're joking. And, you know, through the whole quarantine, he was using our service. So I think this whole COVID experience is obviously very tough for the community and, and for the way the city lives. But it's also very enriching from new experience and how we are being pushed out of the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And you said people have a tendency, a stronger tendency to experiment. Probably that comes from the pandemic. And then also perhaps they have 
a little bit more openness when it comes to the retailers experimenting. And things might not always work perfectly at first, but consumers are okay with that, whereas maybe in the past they wouldn't have been as open. What technology powers the store? Because we didn't get into that too much. Um, I've talked a little bit about a few other autonomous stores. So can you talk a little bit to what that looks like? Is it camera based? Yeah, actually, it's only camera based. Everything started like two years ago when we started a strategy partnership with iFi. The iFi is based in Silicon Valley and we have a long history of working on this concept. And at a certain point, we have decided that for speed of the deployment of the store, actual return of the investment from store deployment, we should use only cameras. On the other side, iFi made their platform robust and resilient to that level that we made a conscious decision that uh, that's the way and this is the future. So we use a lot of cameras. Then we have two steps of processing because we have edge processing in the store. This is already iFi orchestrated autonomous store infrastructure and services. They call it Oasis as a platform. So it goes to the platform, then it goes to the cloud where we're doing additional processing and we're getting the information back from iFi. What type of the products by whom has been picked up and purchased? On site, we have the whole ecosystem because we have the things uh, IoT to control the store. We have the called frontless e-commerce, which is uh, about pricing, which is about discounts, which is about marketing automation, and it's about basket processing. So those are the things we have built up on our side. Then we have all the processing of the payments, and obviously we have our application. So that's, that's a little bit complicated view, but if you have it on the picture, it's much easier to be understood. But everything starts with the fact that we were able as Jabka to build whatever was needed to create a whole store. And we had a fantastic partner in iFi who are specialized in processing the whole journey in the store. And that's really incredible, right? To have only cameras and not have to worry about the weighted shelves and some of the other actual hardware that's required by other types of solutions for autonomous stores. It is. And, you know, economically wise, it's fantastic, but also it's really interesting from the technology itself, right? I know that you're a big fan of the big data. I'm the engineer as well. So when you see an advanced model of the store where every product, every person who moves is reflected in the 3D model, and this model is uh, maintained over the time. So, you know, you have the things being changed in the store. You have some things being purchased, some things being misreplaced. Then you are having like a living organism who controls uh, its state. And uh, this is extremely interesting. One day, uh, Julia, I should show you how it looks from vectors and numbers, because probably it's more important than just, you know, even seeing a video. <laughs> Super cool. Yeah, that's that's really exciting stuff. And um, the fact that you said it's IoT to control the store and it's near real time because the camera's capturing all this information. You said the edge processing is in the store. And then when they walk out, everything is sent to the cloud and they get a receipt, right? The receipt comes through on their phone, I'm assuming. Uh, yes, or it goes uh, via SMS. Interesting fact is that we do control some things in real, real time, like door opening, recognition of the people, payments, and we have some things which almost happen in the real time. So the store itself is also learning over the time. So once we have a very mature model of the store, 
then the receipt processing is happening really fast. If we have, I would call it like a young or just deployed store, then this receipt processing time is a little bit longer. But we're promising to the customers that those should be just a single minutes. Basically, you know, the time when you're walking out, you should just shortly get the receipt. Exceptional. Exceptional. I mean, that would probably not have been possible just five or so years ago. I mean, it's really impressive in how far technology has come. Do you think that the concept of smart stores, because you mentioned the stores learning just like a machine model learns in a way, is that something that you see expanding out, outside of grocery and convenience stores? Yes and no. Yes, because I, I see a lot of points of interest or places where you don't really go out there for any experience. But uh, looking at the fashion industry, I believe that you're visiting the stores for a certain type of the experience. So I would say that I see autonomous stores everywhere, but they're going to have a different character. They will be mm-hmm. more focused on the transaction or more focused on the, on the experience. The future can be very interesting from this perspective because right now there is a lot of talk about, you know, how the cities and how the future will look after pandemics, right? And I believe that autonomous solutions can provide on the street experience a little bit different from today, which is very positive because you have asked about how we attract the people. So we have a lot of, uh, you know, brand ambassadors always uh, somewhere around the store just checking everything is fine and, you know, asking the people if they need some help. So this way we can put more effort on the customer, not on, you know, charging the customer or swiping the card. Those are boring things, right? We can spend more time human to human. Sure. And if I have a question about a product, the associate is right there ready to help me versus checking people out manually. So that's that's an amazing shift that we haven't seen as much. It's increasing now, but it's really exciting. We all could use a little bit more human interaction after the past few years. So it's it's amazing that this enables the associates to be more at the beck and call of the shopper. And if we zoom away from the consumer for a quick second, there was a pressing question I've been meaning to ask because you mentioned you, you have over 7,000 stores. That's a lot. And you're rolling out these autonomous stores. How do you select the location of those autonomous stores? Is it existing stores that you re-outfit to have that technology or is it brand new stores? How do you approach that? No, no. Those are completely brand new locations. Actually, we did a very deep analysis on potential spaces and where we can capture new customers. So we are addressing new spaces, especially the spaces where we have very small brick and mortar locations. We are addressing the spaces where we were not previously a Zabka. Because in December, we have opened a store in Decathlon. So we open a store within the store. We have opened the stores uh, within the office buildings, just available for the office people. And autonomous uh, format is, is part of our you know, mission to be more convenient for the customers. <laughs> Sometimes we're joking that we want to be not in a five minutes walk. We want to be in a three minutes walk. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just get out of bed and be in the store? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. uh, actually, that's my dream. You know, <laughs> Julia, I, I don't know if you're aware of that, but, you know, there are some places in, uh, especially in Scandinavia, where you have one common laundry room. And ah. in this laundry room, you have a huge washing machine, which can fit, I don't know, 12, 15 kilos and a huge dryer. Right. So basically, you can just do a laundry once a week or whatever. And I was thinking about our, you know, Thomas concept and it's, it can be used as a big fridge. So 
if we're going to find the right spots and we're going to implement it right, it can be treated as a fridge open 24-7 with all the benefits. So you don't have to waste the space in your apartment. You don't have to uh, pay for the electricity bills. You don't have all this food waste, which obviously occurs in your fridge. Everyone wastes food, right? And mm-hmm. hearing this story, you can have a completely different experience. If we're going to go into customization and we're going to respond to customer needs in a smart way, we can provide meals, snacks based on your particular needs. So I can imagine that we're going to ship more popcorn on Friday evenings <laughs> than sure. on any other day, right? Yeah, that's an interesting idea. I mean, it's a unique concept. You And you said you have stores, opened stores inside of stores and within office buildings. But why not within apartment buildings that are really densely populated or even hotels? Definitely, it's part of the catchments we have selected to experiment with. Hopefully, within a few months, I will be able to share some insights about how it works. Oh, very exciting. Okay, we look forward to that for sure. You know, you mentioned you hinted at a few things earlier in our chat, but is there anything else you can share with our listeners about your plans with Sabka rolling forward, whether that's more autonomous stores or something else? Uh, Yeah, sure. We already have even our numbers because our CEO, Thomas Suchajski, mentioned last year that we want to close the Q1 with 50 stores. We already have a target. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. We, we're not going to stop on 50. Like, uh, What is really interesting with this autonomous format is that we know that customer perceptions uh, is, is really good. We have the NPS of 82 right now. This is the, like a worth class, right? So we, we're looking for the ways to share this uh, experience with the traditional network. So probably this year we're going to to a premiere of the hybrid solution. We also want to expand the network here in Poland because we strongly believe that right now we are in seven cities, but we strongly believe that there are some formats which can work extremely well in the smaller cities. So the store in the store is one of those formats, but we also believe that in the smaller villages or small towns where you cannot get the service 24-7, that can be a great solution for the customers to do the shopping. And obviously, we want to expand the network to the size in which we can verify commercial and operating model. That is exciting. You have a lot on your roadmap. 50 stores sounds like an enterprising number to achieve, but you said it won't stop there. So I'm excited to see what you guys roll out over the next six months even, and we will be following you guys in the news for sure. So I wanted to go ahead and thank you again, Pavel Grabowski. You are the head of Unmanned Solutions at Zabka Polska. Again, that's one of the largest formatted and centralized chain convenience stores in Central and Eastern Europe. So we were super happy to have you on the show today, and we hope to have you on again soon. Julia, looking forward to speak again. Please keep fingers crossed for, you know, for at least 100 or maybe 200 stores. <laughs> yes, I would love that. 200. Let's go. Thank you very much for inviting me here. It was a real pleasure. You've been listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. If you would like to be considered as a guest on our show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. For sponsorship opportunities, send us an email at media at rethink.industries. You can help support our team at Rethink Retail by dropping us a rating and review on your iTunes podcast app. To each and every one of you, thanks so much for tuning in. Retail never sleeps. See you next week.